welcome back to Asian Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Rani Hari, your host. If you are new here, welcome, welcome. This is the place where spirituality, power of play, entrepreneurship, and tech intersect each other. In today's episode, I'm having a chat with Stephanie Kroll. She is my coach from the Dharma Coaching Institute as well as a spiritual life coach herself specializing on inner child. And this is a very interesting topic because we keep hearing about inner child connecting with our uh, yeah, connecting with our past, connecting with how were we when we were children before we got conditioned, before we grow up to be an adult that we are today, and how we relate this with entrepreneurship, really. How can someone who has their own business or about to, or wondering about starting their own business, how can they benefit from discovering their own inner child? And what would be the consequences if someone doesn't explore or reconnect or even make peace with their own inner child? So without further ado, I present you my conversation with Steph. Well, Steph, thank you very much for being here in my podcast, Asian Fempreneur, today. Thank you so much, Ronnie. It's an honor to be here. I'm excited for our conversation today. Yeah, awesome. And the first question, actually, I usually ask this at the end, but I want to ask this to you in the beginning. How does your aligned self feels like? Mm. How do I feel when I'm aligned, my aligned self? You know, I think it's just when I'm in the energy of giving and it just fills me up so much. Um, like, for example, I there was a refugee family outside at this intersection and I just had... Um, like an unfinished box that had um, like a, a hard boiled egg in there and some bread, some, some um, grapes and apples. And there was a little girl, a part of the family. So I was like, even though this isn't money, you know, like it's something that I'm going to throw away anyways. Like why not just give it to somebody in need? And when the dad came up and grabbed it from me, he was just so grateful and just after that experience, I was just so lit up and I felt like, you know, this is exactly what we as human beings should be doing is just giving back to people in a way that feels really good to us. So I guess that would be how my most aligned self feels is just really feeding into all of the good feelings um, when you help someone that, that, that needs you know, a lending hand or just something that you can help provide for them. Mm-hmm. When you say that, I have this image of basically having this universal human experience and meeting another person there while sharing that, while being in the this high vibration of energy if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah absolutely kind of just like giving your high vibes out to the people around you mm-hmm. Love it. right so 
with that, um, I wonder in regards to you are you're a coach and you're also a solopreneur. How does that play um, in regards to your whole life or rather your life right now as an entrepreneur, that experience of being an aligned self? Mm -hmm. You know, I think it just as, you know, for as long as I can remember ever since I was a kid, like I wanted to be a vet and I wanted to be a teacher and, and recently, like I've really been like wanting to volunteer at um, an animal shelter. I used to volunteer it before um, the pandemic and just that alone, just being able to help, like I said, help people in need or just help guide them is probably what is like feeling the most aligned in my business right now as a coach. Um, I'm, you know, I help people find purpose, find their soul's purpose. I help them feel like what they're doing in the world feels the most aligned for them. And it's connected with their excitement and their passion and their love and joy. Um, you know, so I think with that, having this business really allows me to really reach out my hand and extend my hand in that way um, versus, you know, just having conversations with friends and, you know, it's not really coaching, it's just a conversation and maybe they're not looking to receive the the healing or the help or the guidance in that moment. But when I have clients in my business, you know, those are the people that are, you know, looking for it. So when someone is truly, you know, seeking change or help, and you're able to do that for them and see the results out of it, see, you know, where their life takes them or just how much happier they are, that's, that's what really um, feels good for me. And it makes me know, gives me just that um, confirmation that this is aligned for me and this is what I should be doing because I don't leave after sessions with clients, I don't leave feeling depleted or, you know, low energy. I'm like, I have like high vibrations, high energy, just so lit up, like could talk to my clients for hours. So that's how I know that this is what I should be doing with my business for sure. Mm. Having that connections with the clients and not just the results, but also having that rapport before. And even in your, in your case, you did mention about having that conversation even after the session itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for today's episode, we are talking about your expertise, area of expertise, which is about the inner child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so the theme itself is about how inner having inner child or actually be being aware F first of all which word is more appropriate here like knowing discovering finding inner child in regards to um, its application in our life especially in entrepreneurship right mm -hmm. so how, which word would you use in terms of inner child? You know, I think just from my own experience, I think there's different stages 
right? Like the first time I ever heard about my inner child and it wasn't even used as like inner child. It was just me thinking about how my childhood affects me today. Um, I was working with a therapist and, you know, we, I, I forget exactly the topic that we were on, but it was around just like me not feeling satisfied and me feeling like, you know, I have to go to college um, to like feel some type of, of worthiness or just do something bigger or better with my life. And at one point it, it was brought up of my parents' divorce. And I saw he like said, hmm, interesting. And started like writing some things down. And like, that's what kind of like caught my attention. And I was like, huh, like, wow, I never really thought that, you know, something that happened so long ago is still affecting me today or, you know, makes me the person that I am today. And I would say that that was first like the awareness of the inner child. And then um, I went a little bit deeper a couple years later when I learned about manifestation and learning how like you need to be in the energy as if you already have the thing that you want. And what's the best way to do that? You know, heal from your triggers. Um, that was for me anyways, the best way to do it. And then that's when I learned, I went into discovering more of my inner child and then you you become aware, you discover your inner child a little more. And then there's actually like making the connection with your inner child, connecting with the inner child, getting to know who they are, what they love, um, you know, like the feelings that come up for you, like why those feelings are there, like really bringing it back to self. Um, because I think sometimes, you know, when we're really in struggles in our lives, we think that we have to change what's around us externally and that's going to fix, you know, what what's going on with us. But really, we have to go inward um, and really heal parts of us that we maybe never even looked at. Um, and in that way, for me, that is connecting with the inner child. So, um, yeah, for me, I think it, it just goes through phases of like your relationship, I guess, with your inner child. Mm. So if I hear you correctly, we there are several words we are using according to the phase we are in, which is awareness. And then there's the uh, discovery and then there's the connecting with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why why do you choose among the other topics here, right? Like there there are lots of topics like in terms of finding out purpose as well as um even psychology itself. Why do you choose inner child in particular? Mm, I think it's just because it's helped me so much in my own healing, even though I didn't have, you know, a crazy traumatic childhood. Um, my parents' divorce was one of probably the most traumatic events of my life. Um, I was an only child. I say that I say was because now I've discovered in 2020, I have an older sister that lives in the Philippines that I never knew about. I didn't even know of her existence. Um, so you know, back then in my mind, I was an only child. Uh, my parents went through this divorce when I was six years old and I didn't really have any, um, 
help, I guess, through that. Um, and I was, I felt like I was going through it alone because I didn't have any siblings, um, you know, that were going through that with me. I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it. Um, and also I didn't, you know, I was so young. I didn't know that maybe I should, you know, seek therapy for this, or maybe I should like have a guidance counselor in school that I talked to about this. I was too young to understand, uh, understand that. And um, on top of it, I then became like my parents, like messenger. So, you know, when, when they say like, don't shoot the messenger, like that's how I kind of felt all the time. Like anytime I would be the messenger for either my parents, like I would be the one like getting yelled at and screamed at. And it's like, I'm just telling you, you know, what dad told me to say or, you know, whatever it is. But um, just through that, there was so much feelings of feeling alone and feeling like I have to do everything on my own, which had these were subconscious beliefs that just grew and grew and grew. And then it led into my adulthood when I became a mom. Um, I'm a single mom and um, I was never married to my son's dad. We broke up. I left him when my son was about six months, um, which is really interesting. I haven't really thought about this recently, but I remember wanting to stay together because I was like, I grew up in a divorced family. I would never want my child to go through that. But then I realized just how unhappy I was. And I was like, okay, well, what's, you know, what's worse, I guess here, do I be miserable and like stay in this relationship if for the sake of my child or do I choose myself and what's best for me? So then, you know, in return, I would be teaching my child to then, choose themselves always, even if it's something that's really hard to go through or hard to do. So after that, there was this belief of, I'm a single mom, I have to do everything on my own, I don't have support. And then you bring in um, his autism diagnosis on top of that. And again, more of those beliefs, I've got to do it on my own, I don't have moms that understand me, like all of that. And when you go through a dharma discovery or a self-discovery journey, you, these things pop up the most. Like all of those things that you kind of buried inside, you kind of ignored, you pushed down. You're like, oh, that happened so long ago. It doesn't affect me today. All of these things start coming up. And I just kept returning back to inner child work. It just kept calling to me. You know, there's like, oh, let's work on your money relationship or you can work on like how to um, attract, you know, the most loving relationship. But I just kept going back to the inner child because I felt like there was so much there. There was so much to unpack of learning how to support my inner child, how to heal her and how to really love her. So then in that way, I'm, I have a filled up cup and then I can turn around and give my love and support, you know, to others around me, which again, aligns with what makes me feel the most aligned. So that's why I chose and keep returning back to, to inner child work for sure. Wow. That is such a powerful share, Steph. I mean, mm-hmm. of we've talked about this before this session, but there are some information that I this is my first time hearing as well so thank you for sharing that absolutely okay um 
There's something that you said earlier that um, I kind of want to touch upon as well. So in regards to child inner child work, and you said you, you keep coming back to the inner child work, is it you keep like this is you, the one that you really would love or like at, still talking about? Or is it, are you referring to the part that in general in our life, In inner child work is a continuous and not just okay. I've discovered, I've accept my child work, a child inner child, and that's it. The work is done. Mm, that's such a good question. Thank you, Rani. <laughs> um, it's definitely a continual journey, just mm -hmm. like any healing journey. It's you know, it's not like you you get to the finish line and and you're you're good for the rest of your life. It's kind of just consistently something to return back to, to work on. Um, and the reason that I, you know, I say like, oh, I keep going back to it, one, for myself, like, like, um, we, we just talked about, about how it's not, um, it's not linear, it's not something that you just find, and then you're done. Um, it's returning back to it, just like, just like you would a plant, right? You, you know, you don't water it once and see that it's beautifully bloomed and then leave it for the rest of its life. It would, it would die and, and wilt out. And, um, I feel like in anything like a pet, um, just anything that has life to it needs to be tended and needs to be, um, you know, cared for and nurtured. Um, and also to why I keep returning back to inner child um, in discussion with people is because I just see so many, um, so many opportunities where people can tap into their inner child just with the stuff that's going on in their everyday. You know, you don't think that it's connected to um, to what's happened in your past, or you don't think it's connected to any type of healing. Um, but I feel like it all stems down from that. And once you feel like you are able to nurture and love your inner child, then you notice that the things before you did inner child work, maybe don't bother you as much, or you've, you've seen a different side to it. You've gained more insight through it. Um, it really seeing how, these stories of our past can actually, if you look at it from a different perspective, it can turn around and be something that is a great lesson that you go and then teach other people, I think is really, is really important to kind of bring up and talk about because um, if, if anyone listening or if you are anything like me, I kind of use my, my stories in the past to hold me back to where I want to go in the future. Um, so it's like, how can we look at that as a gift of what happened to us in the past and how can we have our inner child or ourselves come out as the hero versus the victim? Mm, I like that, like hero versus victim mentality, right? Mm, mm -hmm, absolutely. <laughs> and something about that also, it, it piques my interest as well. So understanding our inner child it becomes kind of like a integral part of rewriting the story we keep telling ourselves yes absolutely absolutely and another thing that you mentioned like say there's a money block uh i think you mentioned something about this earlier 
which I feel like this is something very relevant, especially as as an entrepreneur or even any business person as well. Mm. Would you would you say that is um, that is the case? As far as money blocks um, being an issue for so entrepreneurs or just anyone having their having a business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that also stems from childhood. You know, what did we see from our parents? What did we, you know, what stories were we told? Um, this is like kind of money related, but also like a little bit like education related. I remember my dad would always, <laughs> would always tell me growing up, he was like, if you don't, if you don't graduate and go to college, you're going to be flipping burgers at Burger King. Like that's, <laughs> that was his like saying that he would always say. And like, it just creates this belief of like, oh, like I'm going to be poor and struggle if I don't, you know, do A, B and C on the list and check all of those things off. Um, I definitely came from um, parents with, with money blocks, um, with, with stories that of scarcity that held them back. Uh, my mom, um, came here from the Philippines. So I'm first generation, um, Filipino American. And my dad just grew up, he grew up in a, a suburb near me, actually, um, where I currently live in, in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, and the town that he lived in was, you know, not financially well off. It is today, but when he was growing up, it wasn't. And he had numerous siblings. Um, and he, his mom um, was in and out of a couple marriages. I'm not sure how, if she had to have a single life, but, you know, I hear it still in her, like her stories are like, you know, what are you going to do? Like just all of this scarcity. And it, I could see that it's passed down to him and then it passed down to me. So it's also like generational as well. Like even if you, you specifically never struggled financially, you could still have the subconscious beliefs that were passed down genetically um, that, that you have to hold on to your money or, you know, that scarcity of, of finances. So yeah, I definitely feel like that is something that comes up if you're looking into, I want to start a business, you know, like, and then going into that, like, you know, I think it came up a lot for me with pricing, like pricing my coaching package, like, Oh, if I, and then there's this belief of like, Oh, if you don't, if you don't price high enough, you're not, you're not showing your worth, but, you know, just really finding that balance of like what feels good, but also, you know, like feels, feels aligned. Uh, again, I love that word that keeps getting brought up <laughs> in our conversation. Um, so yeah, I think definitely money blocks definitely happen with, with a lot of people, even if they're not even aware or haven't even experienced financial struggle. Hmm. Other than money blocks, are there any issues you could think of, or maybe you face, or maybe any of your clients have faced before that does affect their entrepreneur life that can be resolved with inner child discovery? Mm, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm just, I haven't specifically had... Um, had a client who was starting a business 
bring up a lot of money blocks. I think um, by the time they they've worked with me, when when my clients are um, starting a business, they've kind of you know done that work a little bit themselves. So I specifically haven't brought anyone through that. But from my own experience, um, absolutely, I used to believe that you know I can't have a business being a single mom. I can't see myself, um, you know, financially supporting myself 100% through my business. And I did a lot of work around it and it all came down to just what I was told as a child. And it wasn't specifically that, but all of the, all of the stories and all of the beliefs kind of added up and created this as a single mom, I can't have this business and and be able to support my son. Um, yet here I am today in um, you know my own apartment that I pay for by myself with my son. He has his own room here. Um, I also have three cats, so that's that's a financial <laughs> thing too. Um, and I'm doing it. And one, I think it takes um, you know your mind needs that like logical proof. Um, that it can be possible if you've never done it before. It's going to be hard to like see yourself doing that maybe. Um, but also too, just like finding out like once I, once I have a lack of security, which is like really big for me, um, you know, I start having conversations with my inner child. I start like really finding out like, okay, what's the real problem here? Because for me, it never really truly meant about money. It all came back down to my worth in myself. That that's that's a piece of nugget there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the download just now. <laughs> so it's all not about the money, but it's our self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you think about it, money is just energy, right? It's all the same thing, yet every single person in the world has some different story around it when it's just all the same thing. So it's like, it's not the beliefs or experiences. It's really about your worth in yourself. And can you see yourself, you know, having whatever, whatever that big financial number is, or can you see yourself having this successful business and that's what it really comes down to is like, where's, where's that self-worth lacking or maybe needing more support so that you can be like magnetic, be magnetic to receiving, you know, abundance in, in wealth and finances and things like that. Wow. And when you say that, it, it also... I'm referring back to the whole rewriting our stories thing as well, mm-hmm. like because of our self-worth, it also determines the kind of stories we are telling ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, I love um, when I started looking into manifestation, I really love the idea of combining healing with neuroplasticity. Um, so it's like, we have these stories because they say in with neuroplasticity, they, the science is if you do something, I think it's like 63 times in a row, it becomes an automatic habit. 
And that's also the same with the stories that we tell ourselves or just the memories that we keep thinking about that like bring us back to like low self-worth and like low, low vibrations and things like that. Um, so the, the way that I started rewriting my stories was creating um, stories that actually felt good stories where I was supported as a child and putting myself in a meditative state because when you're in theta brainwaves, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So when you can continue to give yourself that healing by giving yourself the stories that actually feel good for you, that you can feel support and love out of, that was the most powerful thing for me to truly rewrite those stories. Hmm. So making sure that our brain in Delta brain waves, is that what you're saying? Yeah, theta brain waves. So theta it's like brain waves. waves like right before you're about to fall asleep kind of thing. <laughs> so before we fall asleep, catch that and then like fill in the program and then yeah. fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, if, if we have that kind of program, that would be really nice, isn't it? Like detect the brainwave and then okay that's theta here's the here's the program and then mm. okay you can sleep oh my god i love the way your techie brain thinks <laughs> <laughs> okay so we've talked mostly about uh pretty much what an inner child is and then well when it comes to whole entrepreneurship thing uh money mm -hmm. block self-worth that's uh things that we can relate to but what if say if we never discover we're never aware or if we never even make peace with our inner child how would that look like for that mm -hmm. person's future mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i see a lot of people fall into addictions kind of just numbing themselves out um you know maybe it's with substance or alcohol abuse. Maybe it's just like, you know, with video games, you know, something that doesn't seem as, um, you know, poisoning for your body. Maybe it's um, just literally changing the sub, like completely avoiding your emotions altogether, changing the subject, not wanting to be around it. But I see mostly it's it's numbing. It's like numbing out the, the pain, the stuff that doesn't feel good. And in my eyes, like how I picture it in my mind, it's like literally like I picture like my six-year-old self. And I think I always go back to my six-year-old self because of my parents' divorce. But I just picture like her just in this like dark room. And like, if you decide to just ignore it, not, not, you know, have any connection with your inner child, she just continues to stay in that dark room, ignored, shut out, crying, maybe, you know, like whatever, whatever the emotions are for her in that moment. And then it just, you know, you, you just continue to be at this low vibration. You continue to just be in this low where then you start looking at your externals, right? You then, a, a, a wounded mind wants to find fault or blame in other things instead of taking the responsibility to heal. A healed mind is aware, understands, this is my responsibility to heal myself, fix myself, love myself, where a wounded mind wants to point fault elsewhere. So I think it just kind of dominoes and spirals into, you know, you numb yourself out, 
you blame other things or other people. And then you're just stuck again in these beliefs and these stories that, you know, like life sucks. I can't have anything good. You know, whatever that story is for you. Um, and I think that we are also just so used to numbing ourselves out because of, um, you know, like Western medicine and just how like big pharma and all of those things are today. Um, you know, it's so easy to just like take a pill and numb yourself out and forget about it. Um, and that's kind of what a lot of people want to do. Like we're scared. We don't think it's polite to have feelings, to like scream, to like want to punch something, to want to cry. That's why people always like apologize when they start crying, which I find like so strange. Like anytime somebody apologizes for crying, I'm like, we're not doing that. Like you are allowed to cry. <laughs> um, yeah. And just encouraging people to not suppress their emotions because that's what's really going to just continue to just spiral into just more negativity into your life. Mm. Now I hear the word numbing and then this whole blaming mm -hmm. and yeah, numbing and blaming are, are the two big uh, most ones and having being in this victim mentality, victim mindset that it's like it's other people's fault why i'm like this all etc etc mm -hmm. and actually when you mentioned that um like having this whole of numbing the pains as well as the not yeah uh blaming others mm. i kind of resonate with it it kind of ties up with how i discover my inner child which is, I think it's going to be a bit of an extreme case. <laughs> um, so yeah, long story short, I, yeah, it was during my college time. I was in a relationship, relationship problems. I mean, not just with uh, an ex-boyfriend, but also with friends, uh, friends as well. And even, uh, not basically not feeling having someone who understands having that uh, adult figure. So it kind of piles up here and there. And then at one point of time, because I was living in a, in a dorm and it was in a fifth floor, that was like the tallest floor. I thought when I see the window, I felt, how will it feel if I just open the window and jump out there? And the thought keep recurring just because at one point of time, you just felt like you don't want, like the pain is too much and you just want to, maybe you could say an easy fix, like a quick fix. Although even thinking or even having that actually requires courage in a way, in a very weird way, it does require courage. So, and it keeps happening, right? It's not just one time, two times, three times. But I started to notice that whenever I had this thought, I don't feel comfortable with the the whole idea. It felt like, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, it, like, it starts like small, but it gets louder and louder. Like the feeling of discomfort starts to very, okay, you know what? I'm I, like, 
I'm not doing this. But then there's another voice like, well, just be brave about it. Like make a decision. If you want to do it, you do it. If not, you don't. Until, until I saw in my mind, because I'm a very, I'm a visual person. So I saw in my mind an image of myself when I was still like five year old or even like my baby self, like between one to five years old. And imagining that if this kid is someone else's kid, would I say what I've been telling myself? To that person, if no, why am I saying that to this kid, which is myself? Mm-hmm. How how weird the logic is. <laughs> wow, wow, that's beautiful because that's so true. We say the say and think like the worst about ourselves, but when we put it in the mind of would we say this to a child or a younger version of us? And, you know, usually the answer is no. And it's, and that's, that's a beautiful discovery to just see and know that like, wow, like if I wouldn't say this to a child, why am I saying this to myself? So yeah, I love that. And thank you so much for, for sharing that because I know you're not the first, you know, to have thoughts like that. And so proud of you for being here today still and, and making those realizations because that's the that's the true courage and bravery there <laughs> thank you for saying that stuff and yeah it's not just one-time thing right like it, you could you still keep this inner child work as well one area might be resolved like i've made peace with that part but there are still mm-hmm. other areas of my life that still needs work as well so yeah, definitely resonate with that part of when you said uh, continuation of working with that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. Um, one last question before we end this. How, well, what, how would you say to people who is interested to finding out what their inner child like what, what are the steps they can take on their mm-hmm. own, basically? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to see if I have, it's up there. I won't grab it. Um, so one thing that you can start doing is looking into books um, or like journals around inner child work. Um, there is a great book called The Recovery of the Inner Child. And um, that has a lot of activities and um, like art art prompts that you can do to really want. It, it's a great slow introduction. If you've like never done any kind of inner child work, I feel like that book is really great um, because it gives you like a slow introduction of, okay, let's just start with like what they look like at first. And then, you know, there's maybe another one about, um what they love, like really just like taking those baby steps into getting to know or, or remember again who you were as a kid, because I feel that children are the most authentic beings <laughs> in this world. And, you know, why not connect back to that? Why not remember, 
you know, what you loved when you were the most authentic, when you didn't care what other people thought, or you didn't have these beliefs that you're not good enough or whatever it is, or that you're too much. That was, that was a big one for me being too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just like going back into that, going back to those things. I love nostalgic things because it just reminds me of like the nineties and just like, I don't know, just being a kid and just having like like barely any worries in life and really just like having this big imagination and having so much fun without a computer, without a TV, you know, like without all of these things. Um, so I think like tapping back into that is so powerful. There's another, there's another book, um, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it basically has like journal prompts where you just, it'll give you a prompt every single day of, of something and you start journaling and then it'll ask you at one point, like, okay, how, what do you need today? Or what does your inner child need? What do you need? And how can you give that to yourself? So it teaches you instead of being like, because these were the stories in my head, like, nobody's here for me. I have to do everything by myself. Nobody supports me. Nobody loves me. But then you can turn around and be like, wait, I can love myself better than anyone can, or I can support myself better than anyone can. So it's learning how to give that to yourself without having this idea that you can't have those things unless somebody else gives them to you. Um, So that would be my first suggestion. Um, another thing too, if people are like super overwhelmed or had like a really traumatic childhood or experience is, um, I suggest working with like either a psychotherapist or just somebody in that profession, um, Mm -hmm. as well, because you can work with the therapist, but I would also suggest like doing, doing other things outside of therapy too. Um, but anytime that you do feel overwhelmed, always connect back to, relationships, like to the people in your life, because that's what's going to ease the overwhelm when you start diving into this work, if it's something that feels really uncomfortable. Um, and I believe that healing all connects with in, with relationships. It all stems down to relationships. First, the relationship with yourself, and then the relationship with the people around you. So those would be my suggestions. I do have a couple um, like, like people on Instagram, um, Ronnie, if, if you want to add them into the show notes, I don't know all of their names on the top of my head right now, but, mm-hmm. um, I know one of them is like Matthias J. Barker. He's really good with, with going through, um, traumas of your childhood, even if you don't remember the traumas, because it's not even about the memories. It's about what you didn't get out of it. What you didn't get out of not the, discovering in our childhood experience. So say there's an experience that happened to you and you don't even remember it as an adult today. Some people get so stuck in the, well, I can't remember the experience, so I can't heal from this. When really we need we need to turn it around. And this is from Matthias J. Barker. He's a psychotherapist. Um, he says that we need to turn that around and remember and not remember the memory per se, but what you didn't get. Maybe it was support. Maybe it was love, right? So even something super small, like say um, in high school, you didn't um, you didn't do well on a test, and you're kind of like beating yourself up. And you know, and, and your parent a parent comes in, and they're like, "Well, you know, Stephanie, if if you would have studied and if you would have you know took this seriously, then you would have done better." And maybe as an adult, you're like, "No big deal. Like I I." 
I didn't pass the test. It doesn't affect me today. But, you know, in just that moment, like, what did I need? I needed support. I needed empowerment. I needed, you know, somebody to not blame me um, because then that's parent projecting their own shit on their child. Like, they maybe didn't do good enough in their life, so they want their child to do better than them. So when their child doesn't do better than them, it's like the, a trigger in themselves. And, and it's, again, all these spirals and, and all these things domino. And it's really identifying what, what did I need that I didn't get and then turning it around and how can I give this to myself today? That sounds really beautiful, Steph. Thank you very much. And yes, um, we'll definitely link it all in the show notes, the Instagram as well as the the books. And yeah, lastly, where can the listeners or the audience can find you online? Mm, so I mostly am on Instagram. Um, my handle is I am Stephanie Kroll. Um, I am a little bit on TikTok as well, but not so much. Um, but I know some people like TikTok over Instagram, but my TikTok will connect you to my Instagram anyways, if you go to my page. But um, my handle on TikTok is um, ScrollXO. So it's S-K-R-O-L-L-X-O. And, um, and yeah, in my Instagram, I have my website, I have um, a couple podcast, I was on a couple of podcasts. So I have those linked as well. Um, and yeah, any way to connect with me also is on there too. Even if you just send me like a, a DM, like I'm super personal, um, we can have a conversation about inner child or just, you know, soul purpose in general or healing. Um, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to have a conversation with anyone willing or anyone that has questions and yeah, thank you so much for having me today, Ronnie. I loved, I loved this. You're welcome, Steph. It has been a very fruitful and interesting discussion on inner child as well as in regards to entrepreneurship as well. Mm. So thank you, Steph. Thank you. Thanks.